episode 212 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. That's right. But today, we're doing a full house spotlight. No. That song is really playing in your head. No. Yeah, it's always... And you know where it's really playing? Where? My heart. In your heart. Yeah. Do you watch Fuller House? Because I know we have those DVDs right here in the Fuller collection. House, not yet. You can check them out from the David A. Howe Public that's Library. True. But that's neither here nor there, folks, because... I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about your friend and mine... The Batman. Batman. <laughs> What's that kid's book that you read? Batman, Batman is, is Kind. Batman is Kind. Batman is Kind. We're talking about our kind Listen, friend Batman. I highly recommend the book Batman is Kind for parents out there because it's a fun Batman story, but there's no fighting and it's just about him being kind to people. Yeah. Works pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to be talking about Batman because September 21st is Batman Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to have a special episode drop on September 21st. More about that later. But um, Batman debuted... 1939. Yeah. So we're celebrating 80 years of Batman. Should go back to our what episode? Uh, episode 30 is our very first Batman-themed episode uh, where we talk about really all of our favorite Batman stories. Uh, we also did a, a big Batman rewatch of the movies back in episode uh, 195. You can mm-hmm. check that out where we talk about that. Uh, and we have a whole DC playlist on SoundCloud.com slash all the books. Uh, you yeah. can look up our DC Superhero Spotlight for <laughs> lots of fun interviews and all that sort of thing. But today, yeah. uh, I chose a selection of modern comics that I like, and Eric chose a selection from across the time... Uh, different, reads. different from what uh, that we talked about in yeah. episode thirty. That's true. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Would you like to tell who our special guest is for the Batman Day episode? That's coming out this Saturday. That's right. It's comic book legend, legend uh, Steve Englehart. That's right, Steve Englehart, known Writer for Jurassic Park. That's true. Comics. He wrote Jurassic Park comics. He has an excellent website, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in the in the actual episode. But steveinglehart.com is a treasure trove of exactly <laughs> like what he wrote, what he worked on, unpublished scripts, yeah. everything you can find right there. But uh, a lot of work at Marvel, a lot of work at DC. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit later about a collection of his Batman stories called Strange mm-hmm. Apparitions. Uh Less really time at Archie Comics than you would hope for. Yeah, less time there. <laughs> uh, but it's a really fascinating interview, so we're excited yeah. to air that on Batman Day, September 21st. But today you just have us, and yeah. we're going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite Batman stories. This is episode 212. Yes. Do you want to know what Batman 212 had? Yes. It's got Batman and Commissioner Gordon on the cover. Classic. Commissioner Gordon is lifting up a, uh, a tarp over okay. a corpse, and Commissioner Gordon says, Shot, poisoned, and electrocuted. Who could have done this, Batman? And Batman's answer... No one, Commissioner. Oh, my goodness. What the heck is going on? I have to read that. I have to read that issue now. That's pretty exciting. So there you go. L- bringing it home a little Thank bit. Thank you. Thanks for, for putting a, a face on that. Yeah. Uh, shall we do bookmark? Bookmark. Yeah, a bat bookmark. A bat bookmark. Everything has to be branded today. Yeah, it's true. That was a bat face on it, and this is a bat bookmark you know i actually do have some bat related bookmarkish news and that is i finally watched william shatner in batman versus oh, two-face yeah. this is uh, an william animated shatner, yeah. animated movie set basically in the continuity of the 60s show right i mean wouldn't you say that yeah it's so you have um adam west reprising the role of batman in his final role uh, he passed away shortly after his lines were recorded. Burt Ward coming back as Robin. You have uh, Lee, Lee Merriweather, who played Catwoman in the movie, playing a role. And Julie Newmar returns to Catwoman. And for the first time in Batman 66, you have a Two-Face. Uh, and it, the movie was a lot of fun. So Shatner voices Two-Face. And the Harvey Dent look is based on basically 1960s Captain Kirk. 
right. as if like William Shatner was actually the playing role this role. That makes sense. I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, like he was really he was very subdued as Harvey Dent and did a really like menacing Two Face. So the movie was a lot of fun, and I actually think it worked a little bit better than the first one. What's that called? Oh man, just the Return of the Cape Crusader. Yeah, I think it is Return of the Cape Crusader. This one just kind of knew what it was doing and found its found its groove a little bit sooner. So I do recommend that if you haven't seen it, especially if you're a fan of the uh, Batman '66 as well as a Shatner fan, then it's then it's perfect for you. So yeah, I watched that. We saw Return of the Cru- Cape Crusader in theaters, but it was a fairly we empty did. theater. It was. It was. So, yeah. Killing Joke did all right. We Killing saw Killing Joke, Joke in party. theater as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about Batman Harley Quinn, but Oof. we did see that in theaters, yeah. and it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, but on to Bookmark. So let's see what I've been reading. It's been kind of a slow week for me. I finished a couple of graphic novels. Uh, I finished Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Volume 1, one we have right here in the collection. Uh-huh. Uh, not very good. I'm sick of the Huntress. just wasn't a very good story. It's just Huntress. Thank you. <laughs> I f- like Foo Fighters. I finished uh, Green Hell Wait, Jordan. That's it. What? That's that's just that's the review. You well, just, you're it's sick just, of Huntress. Yeah, basically. How dare you? Basically, you know, Huntress I'm just comes in Huntress. and she's like, "Oh no, the mob! I have to fight the mob!" And they're like, "Okay." Here's some things about it's the Huntress good. in case you don't know who we're talking about. She's got a bow staff. She's got a crossbow. Nick, I never saw a crossbow in this. Really? Yeah. Nick took his headphones off so he didn't have to hear me twice. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about this. Forget yeah. it. I don't yeah. want to do it. Okay. I finished Hal Jordan and the she Green Lantern. Purple. <laughs> Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Volume Two. Uh, I've been cooking through the Green Lantern stuff. Uh, I read a lot of Steve Englehart Green Green Lantern in mm-hmm. preparation for the interview. We do talk yeah. about that a little bit. You can't bit, cook with the Green this Lantern. This is modern ring because it doesn't generate heat. Correct. Oh, really? Well, it makes good green eggs and ham. Oh. <laughs> bring it up. <laughs> bring it up here. Oh my god. Bring it up top. <laughs> I'm currently reading for our band books book club. The Catcher in the Rye by you James Salinger. this time. I know. I did have a moment of panic. And I'm reading The Island of Dr. Moreau Ooh. by H.G. Wells. Mm-hmm. It's spooky so far. It's yeah. a spooky premise. And I read this in college just for fun. Stuff's going down. Yeah. It's crazy. It's good stuff. Anyway, that's it for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you finish anything? I finished those graphic novels. I haven't finished like a full novel since last time. Are you reading any Mega Man? I am, yeah. Uh, Gigamix Volume 2 from our collection here. Nice. Yep. We've got a great assortment of graphic novels for all ages, folks. If you're not aware yeah. of this, please come check them and out. And a good selection of Mega Man and Sonic. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog That's still, true. Although still going. those, much like books on witchcraft, seem to vanish more than anything else. Yeah, that's true. They kids, just go. Kids get their they Sonic comic and like, this is mine forever. I'm never <laughs> bringing it back. The yeah. connection between a kid and his Mega Man comic is... <laughs> it's, it's pure. Runs deep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Mega what Man about com- you? Did you read Sonic comics when you were a kid? Because that started like right as the Sega I was out. I read like a four-part Princess Sally miniseries okay. and I was all in. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't read a ton of the comics. It's kind of like mind-blowing that like... Until just like this recent reboot, it yeah. was one Sonic the yeah. Hedgehog continuity in comics. It really is intense. All right. I loved the more serious Sonic show with Jaleel yeah. White, the cartoon. That was good. With stuff. Princess Sally. Princess Sally, yeah. yeah, and Urkel. Yeah, where they're like freedom fighters yeah. against Dr. Robotnik's yes. like post apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, I remember that really like seeming really dark and serious yeah. to me as a kid. And it was weird because it was on like concurrently with the Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog show where Robotnik was like, oh no, I yeah. slipped in the shower. There, <laughs> was, there was the Roadrunner one. Crazy. And then there was the. We're at war. Yeah. The, the Mad Max one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tails is always putting out cigarettes right. on his own hand. <laughs> Why do you do that? Just to see if I can fail anymore. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, what I you, finished. Yeah, you. I Let's read, take it away. I finished the book Armor. Oh, you did. By John Steakley. Yeah. You've been chipping away at that bad So I boy. told you before. Yeah. That 
it opened with the character Felix. We were watching him at war. Yeah. And then that what we we went to like the future yes. of that story. Sure. And now we were paying a di- and they had found his suit. Mm-hmm. Things get even trippier than that. Really. We find out some stuff about Felix's life mm-hmm. that uh, it, it's just. They gets they just keep getting mad at Felix as they like experience his story through that suit's memory that Intense. he just won't die and okay. he keeps living through hell. And then the the part three ends with the sentence, "We didn't know what hell was." Nope. And then wow. we hear about like Felix's last story Thanks. on the planet Banshee. This sounds darker than that Sonic the Hedgehog show. <laughs> it is. The ending is just like you just you just want to like grab someone like why. <laughs> uh, th- so yes, this is military sci-fi, but it really is just about like the psychological uh, effects of war, yeah. and also the armor we wear as people. Right. <laughs> so uh, it was interesting. It was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, what else did I finish? <laughs> oh, I read Captain America finish. and the Falcon: yeah. Secret Empire by R- Steve Englehart. By Steve Englehart, I friend read of the this, show, because uh, the X Men show up in this because. Uh, I, did he mention it at all on the Batman one? Because I did. We asked him some X Men questions for a different episode. I don't think so. Okay. Well, yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, he did. He he wrote the X Men, and for a while, he was like one of the only people writing the X Men. Yeah. Because the comics, the original series, was canceled like at sixty six or yeah. something, and so he would just either write them in the Avengers or this Captain America, and that mm-hmm. was the only time yeah. you could read new X Men stories. It and kept so, the light on for our favorite movies. Yeah, Secret Empire is like a a political story with Captain America. It came after Watergate. Basically, uh, there's this secret empire trying to take things over, and Captain America is chasing them down. They're blaming Cap- They're framing Captain America for murder. Everybody's turning on him. And at the end, basically, this is where Captain America quits wow. and becomes uh, nomad. Oh. He quits being Captain America. I didn't America know there was a thing. Because he can't... He, he realizes... There's a whole issue. It's just one issue where he's just explained... Just talking about his reasoning. It's like, wow. I joined Captain America... I, became Captain America to do this. The government has done this now. And all it's funny because one of the villains is like, Watergate couldn't have come at a perfect time for us. Yeah. What a, what a con- we didn't plan it, but what how convenient for us. <laughs> and so like how, he's just doing this existential crisis. It's just him talking for a whole issue. Wow. And finally he's like, I can't be Captain America anymore. And even the dialogue, one of the captions just like, we know this wasn't a action-packed issue you're used to, but we had to tell this story. Yeah. Um That's intense. And so it's it's funny because it's very relevant to today, yes. which is sad. Yes. But also the X Men show up, and it's not just like a hey, we're here, see you later. It's like they're real mutants, and the X Men are really integral to this. Wow, too. that's cool. So uh, Falcon gets his wings for the first time in this. Good for him. He couldn't fly before. He was getting tired of just being like an uh, he's like an Olympian. Okay. At, uh, at you know just being athletic sure. uh, he, he can jump and punch and everything but yeah. he's like i got no powers yeah. so black panther makes him some wings wow that's it's, nice it's a crazy couple issues yes, it is yeah so uh also at the end captain america goes to the white house that's how high this all the way this, to the top the secret empire goes he goes yeah. there the guy takes off his mask we don't see his uh face but Captain America's like, no, not you. He's like, that's right. Political power wasn't enough for me. And then shoots himself. Jeez. And we never find out who he is. But it's like, it could have been the president. It that's could have been intense. the vice president. That's very intense. Yeah. All right. I read, uh, I've been reading X- All New X Factor by Peter David. Yeah, I read that. Uh, did you? Yeah. All New Oh, is that X-Factor? different? Yeah, I read Peter David's X Factor. Th- I don't this know. is more recent. This oh, is like okay. right after his other X Factor run, which was more I recent than the one you read. I can't keep I also up. started reading Weapon X The Return. This is by Frank, oh, you know his name, Terry, Terry, 
Frank Tarai. I can't tell you. Can't. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this came out in like 2002. It started. This is actually. It starts with like the first Wolverine and Deadpool comics I had ever I actually read okay. as a teenager. Where Wolverine Weapon X is back. The Ooh, program is look back. out now. And so they they capture Wolverine. Uh, and give Sabretooth his medal and everything. Deadpool, and I had this like this trade paperback that I loved, which was just the two of them. And I was like, this is great. I think, I don't know where it is now. I think we might have it now here at the library. Nice. I have to double check. But Graphic I really, novel collection. Uh, I really liked it as a teenager, and then this series kind of spawned out of it. And it's weird. He, he, the guy writes these characters very out of character. Okay. Like Aurora from... Uh, Alpha Flight is there, but she's written like this horrible person that I'm just not familiar with, and all these other characters making these choices that don't make any sense. Hmm. But it's also kind of like intriguing in the same way that like a car wreck, you know, you don't want to slow down when you see a car wreck. Right. But you do. That's reading all 24 issues of Weapon X and then the series after this. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm in the middle of that, and I'm also started reading, I'm, on, I'm two chapters into The Mechanical Failure by Joe Zaija. Do you think I said that right? Probably not. Shisha? Just given history, I would yeah. say. Expert novice from Overclocked Remix. Yeah. This is a sci-fi military comedy, I guess you would say. Oh, it's, that's fun. Uh, so far, it's actually made me laugh out loud a few times. Really? I can't think of many books where I've been reading. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, you're cold. There's you're a cold fish. There's a ship, and it's called like Caligari, Galigari or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, we're going to fry the Galigaris. And someone's like... Frying calamari? He's like, no. And then, like, that made me laugh. But then we we read a little bit more. And then we cut back. The guy turns the radio back on to the the pirates that he's been talking to. And they're like, we can make calamari. It's fine. We have the shrimp and everything. And I'm like, like, that's funny. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. Okay. Also, I watched uh, Martin Scorsese's The King of Comedy. Oh. Sorry, Robert De Niro and Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. I watched it because, uh, one, because I haven't seen it. And this is a Scorsese film. Yeah. It's it's kind of back in the news again because Joker, the new Joker movie that's coming out, a lot of people are saying it cribs some stuff from uh, from this film. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's funny, but the main character is very sad. So just like <laughs> you're laughing, but it's also when you really think about Robert De Niro's character, you're like, oh, man. Isn't, doesn't Robert De Niro also play a comedian in Joker? He's playing a talk show host in okay, Joker, I see. which I, it plays into the king of comedy because movies basically... Uh, Robert De Niro was trying to get on Jerry Lewis's late night talk show to do his stand up. Oh. Okay. And uh he's, you know, basically going about it the very wrong way. Okay. So it's it's pretty funny at times. And the ending is kind of like, is this real? Is this not real? And I okay. think in the eighties, when this first came out, people were like, That's funny. That that's probably not real. Mm-hmm. But now you watch it and like, Yeah, this is real. This <laughs> happened. So it's it's interesting how time has changed that question. Yeah, I guess so. Uh yeah, and it's kind of I guess it was like pretty mu- misunderstood when it came out. People didn't really get what Scorsese was going for, and now it's kind of come back around as hmm. people really liking it. I don't I think you might like it. I was just thinking it sounded interesting to Jerry me. Jerry Lewis is pretty good in it. I've never seen a thing with Jerry Lewis, I okay. guess, but he's he seems pretty mild compared to what I know of him. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that nice Lady! Li- yeah, that <laughs> thing. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh all right, that's what I read. <laughs> okay. And watched. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thumbs up for for the King of Comedy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I really I liked it. I was just trying to decide if you... I, okay. I was worried it was going to get like dark and bloody and violent, but it yeah. didn't. Oh. So. Okay. Well, maybe I will like it then. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to do some book news? Yeah. I want to hear what's on the New York Times bestseller list. I saw something. I don't have the article. I think The Guardian reported on it. Okay. Uh, the Booker... The man... Bo- the Booker Award had yeah. to state that 
the decision hasn't been made for best book because I guess a bookstore had put on their copies of the Testament oh. that it was the winner of the Booker Award. That's funny. So they're like they're just guessing. I guessing or maybe like something leaked, but the judge, but you know, the Booker Award's like the judges haven't made the decision yeah, yet. It's, I think it's kind of a ways away. Yeah. Actually, so. I would be really surprised if yeah. Testament won. I just yeah. I'm surprised it's on there, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yep. when it happens. All right. Oh wait. Did All I right. Close? Oh, I closed this. Mm, that happens sometimes. That happens, yeah. All right. New York Times bestsellers list then for hardcover fiction. Let's do it. Uh, do you want me to spoil number one now? Huh. No, I won't. Okay. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. All right. The winner is going to be announced October 14th, by the way. Okay. For the Booker Prize. So you got some time. All right. Well, then, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list is The Turn of the Key, which has been here for Ruth a Ware? while. Is that Ruth Ware? Ruth Ware. Okay. For five weeks. A nanny working in a technologically laden house in Scotland goes to jail when one of the children dies. Oh. It's like The Shining but with computers. Mm, okay. Is that the Disney Channel's original movie, Smart House? I, maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine, The Dark Side uh, by Daniel Steele. Painful childhood memories surface for Zoe Morgan when she has a child of her own and she realizes that children lead to anger. Anger leads to hate. Mm-hmm. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah. This is the path of the dark side. I understand, <laughs> yeah. What's that new Darth Vader comic we have in the collection? Dark Visions, I don't know. That's crazy. It looks like a standalone. He's like riding a horse. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, he has like a shield. It's, it's yeah, confusing. he's got a shield and the lightsaber's riding a horse. I picked it up. It doesn't look like it's part of like any series. No, it like doesn't. It just kind of came out. I thought the, there's, they've been doing this like uh, Age of the Republic or something yeah. miniseries where everybody gets a spotlight and I thought they were done, but today on my Marvel Unlimited app, Darth Grievous was there oh. with it. So I guess like... Okay. It's, it's still going. I guess it's happening. Or at happening. least it's still going six months I ago. I guess it's happening. Number eight, The Inn by James Patterson and Candace Fox. A former Boston police detective who is now an innkeeper must shield a seaside town from a crew of criminals and also get a sweet cup of chata. <laughs> <laughs> that really snuck up on me at the end. I liked it. Uh, all right. Number seven. Oh, new this week. The Secrets We Keep by Laura Prescott. Hmm. I have no emotions attached to that. All right. During the Cold War... Members of the CIA's typing pool aid its mission to smuggle the banned book Dr. Zivago behind the Iron Cart Curtain. Interesting. Well, it's a good time coming out. Banned Books Week's coming right up. Yeah. Did Was Dr. Zivago a banned book? I think it was, yeah. Oh, I've never seen the movie. I haven't seen it either. Or the remake with no, Keira Knightley? I haven't seen it. Seems like a mistake. It does, yeah. <laughs> What's the last Keira Knightley movie you watched? Pirates <laughs> 4, 5? The last Pirates movie. She was Five. in it, and I saw that. Yeah, okay. I guess the last one where she had like a speaking role that I watched was that uh, I Can't Leave You Behind or yes, for the my work like Horvus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a page-to-screen adaptation, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen Keeping Friends at the End of the Universe. I love that with Steve Carell. I made up that title. That's, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Seeking Friends a Friend for at, the End of the Universe, yeah, something like that. End of the World. There yeah, that's one of my favorites. Okay. Uh. Sorry, Kara Knightley. Please don't let this affect our dinner plans. Is she listening? Wow. <laughs> hey, Kara. Uh, the Girl Who Lived Twice as a number six by David Lacrantz. Michael Blomkiss. Blomf. <laughs> put your, just put your head between your knees for a minute. Michael Blomkiss helps Elizabeth Salander put her past behind her in the latest installment of Stig Larsen's Millennium series. Yep. Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Millennium in 2019. Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Oh, Different yeah. than Millennium Falcon? Yeah. 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 Uh, number five, A Better Man by Louise Penny. The 15th book of the Chief Inspector Gamash. Gamash. The search for a missing girl Spock. is in p- 
periled by the rising floodwaters across the, the province. I thought you were going to say the search for Spock. I, search for Spock. I perked yeah. right up. Yeah. Well, underrated. It's not right. It's not rising floodwaters. It's just an exploding planet they yeah. have to deal with. Yeah. So that also yeah. kind of imperils their search. That's true. We need to find him. Chris, is Christopher Lloyd in this as well, or is it no? Just, okay. Hey, uh, would you say Captain Kirk still has patience for Christopher Lloyd's character, or do you think he's had enough? I think he's had enough. <laughs> I think he has had enough of Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> All right, number four, The Oracle by Jonathan Kahn. Not the other Kahn. Barbara Gordon is... Oh, James Kahn. James Kahn. James Kahn wrote a book about Batgirl. Is that what you're saying? No. The Oh, (laughs) good one. Okay, thank you. Uh, The Oracle by Jonathan Kahn. Okay. A traveler discovers mysterious hidden... Uh, oh, I see. So all these are vaguely Star Trek related then. I guess they yeah, could search be, Search yeah. for Spock and now we've got Khan. Yeah. Next okay. one's got to be about the motion picture. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll see if that works. Okay. A traveler discovers mysterious mysteries hidden behind seven locked doors. Wait, so is this still... That's the Oracle. This is Khan. Okay. This is Khan. All right. Because that works. That works for the motion picture. No. All right. All right. Number three. Number three. The Tender Land by William Kent Kruger. I don't know. Four orphans escape a Minnesota school and encounter a cross-section of different people struggling during the Great Depression. I don't think so. Remember how in the motion picture, Decker Unit yes. is also meeting a cross-section of yes. people. Does that say anything <laughs> about 40 consecutive minutes of panning the Enterprise? No. Darn it. Okay. All right. That's where it falls apart. All right. Number two. <laughs> J.D. Robb, Vendetta in oh. Death, the 49th book in the it Death series. Mm-hmm. Ava Dallas looks into the misdeeds of a wealthy businessman while a vigilant named Lady Justice uses disguises to avenge women who were wronged and also broker a peace treaty with the Klingons. <gasps> really? Yes. <laughs> wow. That is the unexpected. undiscovered country. That was peace. unexpected. <laughs> that was nice. I want to remind everyone that these J.D. Robb books, the In Death books, uh-huh. are science fiction. Oh, that's right. They you are set in the that. future, mm-hmm. and they have a vague scientific sci-fi background mm-hmm. undertones. Okay. Never read one. <laughs> Keep meaning to. Number one is Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh. Yep. It's back? Yeah. Basically, Spock reveals that he has a brother really? who he's never mentioned before. Yes. This brother has the power to Cyborg. take your emotions, yeah. your anger. I couldn't help but notice your pain. And your pain, right. Yeah. And so they're, they're basically looking for God. In the movie? Look, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Uh-huh. Star Trek V is underrated. <laughs> Where the Crawdads Sing? A skosh overrated, if, I'm, if I may be so bold. Good book, very compelling, no. a little underwritten. That's all, okay. all I'm going to say. All right. I did recommend it to a friend recently who was trying to get back into the habit uh-huh. of reading. Like Whoopi Goldberg. She devoured it, loved it. So okay. Was it Whoopi? Good. It was not Whoopi Goldberg. I imagine she's probably read it. Sure. I right. think Whoopi's read it. Yeah. She seems well read. Yeah. She does. Also need- in Star Trek. So I don't, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It just happens. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Everything comes full circle. It does. It, just like in uh, Star Trek 2009. I was going to say four. Oh, I can't okay. remember what four is. Five? Four. Yeah. The voyage, Journey home. Voyage, voyage home. Voyage home. Yeah. yeah. Full circle. <laughs> to go back in time. <laughs> to go back in time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> is right. that, okay. Crawdads, Crawdads made it, made it back one. to the top. It's okay. not going anywhere for a while. Good for Crawdads. Settle in with Crawdads. Settling in. Would you say this is a beach read? Can I? I'm sorry. I, I just have to take care of some business really quick. If I could, Fenwick, could you come over here? Fenwick, the all the books historian, uh, <laughs> has been sitting there, and he takes notes every time. He just wants to get everything in the record. So I just want to let the record reflect that uh, ten years ago to the day, I held auditions for a play, and Eric came to audition for that play, and that's where we first met ten years ago today. Oh my goodness! I want that in the all the books archives. Thank you, Fenwick. And now, in ten years, we'll we'll look back at episode two hundred twelve, and we'll remember. Yep, we will remember. <laughs> All right, thank you, Fenwick. Yeah. 
All right, shall we? I got. I had to get convinced. I didn't want. I was going to go, go to the play. Yeah. For, uh, rehearsals. Yeah. It's like maybe Auditions. I will because yep. when I started uh, my first year of college there, yeah. I was so into just being friendly, yeah, smiling, yeah, and trying every new thing, mm-hmm. going to everything that was like new hot, students, hot yoga. I was, was there. I was if there was a thing for new students to meet people. You were I was there. there. I was like, hey, what's Open. going on? What I was learning people's names and been. asking them their favorite animals, so then I could remember their names. Be like, hey, yeah. Joshua. Listen, cheetahs. I haven't, I haven't talked to Teresa yeah. since my first year there. Yeah. But her favorite animal was the elephant. Oh, good choice, and I'll Teresa. Remember that forever. Because they can paint. They sure can. They can paint. Uh, well, if you want to know, the play was House on the Cliff by was. the late George Batson. Yeah. Eric came to a special. I didn't get enough men to audition for the first couple, yeah. so I did one more. Mm-hmm. Eric came. Yeah. Michael Blankenship, longtime listener to the podcast, yeah. also came. Yeah. And the three of us met that you, day. It was the second floor of the library. It was. And yeah. I was hesitant like the whole time. I even looked in. So we you, even met in a library. That's true. Fenwick, get that down. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I was looking in the, like, the glass room, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And I was about to like leave and yeah. just go and then you you saw me and like no come on in yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had to wave me in much cooler than that yeah. but yeah and uh the rest is history the rest is history so, same thing happened the year after though where I, you were doing jake's women i'm like i'm not yeah. doing it and yeah. then i read the synopsis i'm like oh this sounds like a fraser episode i yeah. like it's true it really so, does i was always very hesitant to do it i, I think with yeah. the dragnet and uh father of the bride i was more like let's do this yeah so for our spotlight on Neil Simon, writer mm-hmm. of Jake's Women, you can look at episode 45 where we talk about that play in detail. The trying new things, though, paid off yeah. because I wouldn't have gone if uh, someone else you had cast in the show, yeah. Amy. Yeah, Amy Pinkerton. Pinkerton had suggested I go to it and I had met her at one of those like new student meet things. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, yeah, it yeah. all yep. fed into it. So on this day in all the book's history, yep. let the record state, <laughs> is his name Fenwick? Because I've been calling him that really... Really confidently. You mean name. Joshua? Every time. Is his name Joshua? Yeah. Why did I get Fenwick? I don't know. I think okay. I think he's just been so polite. He hasn't changed Let's anything. Let's both pretend like it's a nickname yeah. we gave him. Okay. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, that's that's Mr. Fenwick. Hey, Fenwick. Oh, I know, I know your real yeah. name. Jeez. All right. It's uh, Joshua. Let's move it along. Move it along. Okay. Um, so we're going to be talking about Batman today because, fun fact, uh-huh. this building had been open and in operation for two full years. By the time Bob Kane and Bill Finger decided oh to my gosh. write Batman. This building is older this than Batman. This library was going strong, and then uh-huh. Batman came along. Really? So yeah. this library, this room that we're in, existed in a pre-Batman time. <laughs> so there you go. Pretty much. Should we just close the spotlight right there? Yeah, I, I guess, guess that's that pretty it. much did it. That's okay, that's well, it as I mentioned at the t- tip top of the show, we talked about some of our favorite Batman stories back in episode 30, so you can revisit that. We did like that. a top five. We did. It's soundcloud.com slash all the books, mm-hmm. episode 30. I think it's all the books, Batman v. all the books. It was whatever was the title of the movie, which yeah. is Batman, Batman v. v. Superman. Superman. And, this, and the next so one, episode 31, is all, all the, the books, books v. Superman. Yes. So... And you know what? Those two episodes, even though they were early in the run, better than the movie Batman v Superman. <laughs> so feel free to yeah. take a listen to those. You know, if you edit them together, you get the all the books v Batman v Superman ultimate cut. Yeah, you do. So. That's true. And if you add a two hours runtime, it's almost <laughs> as long as Batman v Superman. <laughs> oh, that movie was bad and I don't care. Who knows? Uh, let's <laughs> talk about <laughs> I just I need it to be out there. Fenwick. No. Don't you own the ultimate cut? I do. On it Blu-ray? is better. It is better. I've got to uh-huh. say, it's better. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. It makes the plot... The plot begins to make sense. It's not a good plot, but That's it makes the one sense. where... Uh somebody is robbing a bank and Superman holds his head underwater until the bubbles yeah, stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
And he's, he's like, oh no, I did it again. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Superman, Super- everybody. Superman becomes an unapologetic serial killer in that one, <laughs> as I recall. Uh, how do you want to how do you want to get into this? I've chosen some modern ones, mm-hmm. and no, before you ask, I did not include Batman 66 and Wonder Woman 77, uh-huh. although I loved that, Okay, and that was an excellent example of taking those and adapting them. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention that. Okay. Um, so you, you've done, you've kind of, you've got a peppered in an assortment of right. things written all across the history of right. Batman, but are new for you. Right. Okay. I read so much Batman uh, that it was just kind of like, and I was looking back to like when I was... Uh, I had that phase. I'm like, I haven't read all the Batman I remember stories. that. And so a whole bunch came up. I'm like, I'll pick like five from th- from there to now okay. that I've read that I've, I've really liked. So. Well, let's talk about Batman 100 because I know that that's on your list. That's on my list. Batman and, year 100. And I I only read that because you got it from Interlibrary mm-hmm. Loan. And I was like, well, before we send it back, yeah. I'll read it. I had always... So, this is by Paul Pope. And yes. I had always read things about how Batman Year 100 was interesting and all this, but the art was always just so grotesque that I avoided it. And then just because it was on that list and I was like, I'm running out of the Batman classics that I haven't read, I I picked it up and I really enjoyed it. And it's probably because it is so referential to uh, past Batman things, talking about how it's like 100 years in the future or 100 years since 1939, so it's 2039. And they they mention how Batman has been going since 1939. Right. And every like incarnation of Batman we're familiar with has been like a reappearance of the character. Yeah. So they mention like he came back in 89 and then he, there he was again in like 2005. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of mentioning every time we see like a new Batman or a new reboot, it's a different character taking yeah. on the name yeah. of Batman. And so Batman's like a legacy character in this. It's cool. And I just think it works really well. Yeah. I was initially turned off because of the art. Yeah. The art is, it's just, I mean, it's very stylized. You have to just roll with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes that really, I just can't enjoy it because the art's so unpleasant. But I thought that like the art in this works so well to tell the story that mm-hmm. it just sort of becomes like one one part of it in yeah. a really successful way. So I was not expecting to like this, but I loved mm-hmm. it. And I would put it in my top Batman stories. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, this was one of the more recent ones that I read that I really liked. And how old is that? Because I was thinking Batman was, Year One Hundred. Yeah, I don't. I thought it was older than it was too, because I feel like I've been reading about it forever. But it, uh, I mean, it had to be after at least two thousand five. You think it was? Yeah, I guess because they, they mentioned, mentioned Batman Begins, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Two thousand six. Yep. There you go. Yep. Four issue miniseries. So wow. Uh, yeah, out of the some of the more recent Batman stuff I read, I like that one. All right, mm-hmm. what about you? Yours is um, yeah, in the okay. past like couple of years that they've yeah, been out. I did. I've tried to do like the last maybe two years. So some of these you can mm-hmm. uh, talk about how angry they make you. No, that's all right. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna choose. Well, I'm gonna choose the one I think that maybe will make you the angriest, just so we can get it out of the way. And that is Batman Superman. Volume five, Truth Hurts. Oh, this would make me angry because it's James Gordon is Batman. Because it's James Gordon. Because it's James Gordon is Batman. All and right? Superman so without me, powers. Superman without powers. Yeah, this is this doesn't make me angry, but this is definitely like a you have to be you have to have like the right confluence. You have to be in the eye of yeah. the storm to really appreciate everything yeah. that's happening here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So yeah, this is a time where Superman is depowered, uh-huh. um, and it's great. I love that whole. You love arc. that whole. Greg Pak did the whole thing. No, um, oh. the author of American Born Chinese. Uh, oh, okay. Started that with Gene Gene Yang, some, something it's something like that. Uh, started that, 
and then it ran throughout multiple titles for for several issues. Gene Me- Lun Yang. Thank yeah. you. And then meanwhile, uh, Bruce Wayne is done being Batman, mm-hmm. and Jim Gordon takes over as Batman, but in, in a, a robot big, suit. Like, robot suit. Yeah. Okay. And it's the kind of thing where. Like, you do not want that to happen forever. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not like, great, this is the new thing. And something drastic like that, you know you're not going to get into it forever. So I think that people were really divided about this about this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't read it yet. I, I felt pretty pretty good about it because mm-hmm. I thought, like, it still maintained a Batman vibe, but you're looking at everything from a totally different angle. Right. I thought it just really, really worked. Mm-hmm. So while I wouldn't put the, the Jim Gordon Batman run, and mm-hmm. Scott Snyder's, like, Super Heavy is another title that's in there. Yeah. Um, that run, which we do have in our collection here, um, that is... Uh, not something that I would say like my mm-hmm. top five Batman stories of all time. Right. But I think as a Batman fan, mm-hmm. having read, you know, a million Batman stories over the years, it was pretty cool to see them successfully mm-hmm. shift things away and focus on a very different type because we've seen like Dick Grayson as Batman or some mm-hmm. other things, but the core is still pretty similar. No? Asriel? Yeah, John Paul Valley, yeah. sure, yeah, <laughs> uh, as Batman for a while there. Uh-huh. But this Jim Gordon run, Heck, we even saw Ben Affleck as a Batman yeah, for a while. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, but I don't know. I just think this really works as mm-hmm. an interesting little like sidetrack. Sure. Don't confuse me saying that I like this with saying it's the best Batman story ever. Okay. But I think in recent years, this whole arc paid off really well. Mm-hmm. If you have like the patience and the understanding that it's a temporary little right. cul-de-sac that you're on, yeah. so. Check it out. You but you strangely respond well to the superheroes getting depowered because you also really like the yeah. Wonder Woman Danny getting O'Neil's, depowered in the Denny O'Neill's Wonder Woman, yeah. And that was like a yeah. that was also kind of like people were not happy for they a while. They weren't, and I that. think that what I have with that. So if you haven't read that, that's mm-hmm. collected in a four volume set, right. um, all new Wonder Woman, I think it's called. But right. basically, Wonder Woman becomes just like a secret agent you know, <laughs> going around, no powers. Right. So she kind of renounces all that. And for me, it was like I know that this is just four volumes yeah. and it's one and done. Yeah. I think at the time, people thought it was. For Forever. Basically, the only powerful female superhero is gone, right? And you just have like another yeah. l- little tough spy. Supergirl still stuck at the orphanage, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so for me, it worked. But yeah, I do like that. I like when it's just a little like, let's take a look at this. So, um, but I thought that out of, out of that whole run, I chose Batman Superman Volume Five Truth Hurts because I thought it was the best, the best sort of confluence of things that came together at that time. So that's that's why I chose that one first for mine. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, then the next one I'll pick. It's older, so this is probably the oldest book on my list. But uh, and we've talked about it a few times, so I won't get too far into it. But Batman: Strange uh, Apparitions. Oh yes, this was one that uh, was also on the list of like, oh, if you haven't read these classics, you definitely should. And I was just kind of like taken aback by how much I really like these by Steve Englehart. Yeah, uh, because they. They scratch the itch that I get for like Marvel 70s kind of soap opera stuff. You can definitely yeah. tell that he worked at Marvel and came over to DC because I think he brings a lot of the Marvel sensibilities I agree. over there. Yeah. And we got um, into this a little in the interview. But. Right. And we'll let him talk more about that. But really, it is just like it, they're, they're not these like big adventures where Batman's like going across the world and it's not like these uh, goofier like. Yeah, uh, Joker on a giant typewriter kind of stories, <laughs> but they're still kind of typewriters so big. They're, <laughs> they're still uh, they're they're cool. They're it has this like eerie kind of almost like monster comics vibe, yeah. mm-hmm. and I just really got into it. And I was surprised how into the non super heroic stuff I was, like mm-hmm. the soap opera elements between Batman and Silver Sun yeah. Cloud. I I really got into, and I just wanted more and. 
there's not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I know. It's, it's true. It's really, it's such a good run. It's yeah. so captivating. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, whoosh, whoosh, it kind of you know? gives and you And I like, read a little beyond that because on the DC right. app, you know, you can just, you can keep right. going. And so I did read a couple afterwards and you can sort of like, the spark is not there. Like the tone and I think the mindset is there, mm-hmm. but you're missing that, like that right. which makes it work, you know? Yeah. Uh, I... I, it it almost creates like this alternate universe where like if you if you reading that you're like imagine if like DC had figured out the whatever Marvel was doing before Marvel did mm-hmm. you know it, yeah it, in those like six or eight issues that he wrote it's like oh this would be a weird yeah. alternate. what would this also look like in all the other characters yeah. so uh, yeah that is one that I've read recently that is up there with some of my favorites now okay. All right, what's another... We've got two that kind of go together. Would you like to talk Frank Miller? You want to save that for later? No, let's do it now. Okay. Because uh, I think this is where I was like, why do you hurt me? But I think another... Oh, one. Uh, there okay. were two that here that I was like, why do you okay. Why do you do this, Nick? All right. Well, um, so, I mean, why don't you talk a little bit about Frank Miller's Batman? We're going to be doing Batman Year One for our book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're local, you can join us on the 19th at 4 o'clock right oh, here yeah. at the David A. Hunt Public Library. Right. We're going to yeah. be talking about Year One, which is great. And then show the movie. That's right. We're going to show the movie the following day, Saturday the 21st, which is Batman Day. Batman Day. At 3 o'clock. We'll also have some color and activity sheets for the kids. That's fun. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Frank Miller wrote Dark Knight Returns in the yeah. 80s and was a big seminal moment for comic books that yeah. kind of like shook the medium and the industry and then uh later he wrote batman year one which is four issues yeah four issues of basically him retelling batman's origin updating it you know what's interesting about that too is Mm -hmm. that it is actually in line yeah it's just in the numbered issues batman comics it's It's not a standalone thing right so it's just strange yeah and uh that's kind of been his like standard origin for a while even though scott snyder did batman zero year i still think people I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that Zero as having the longevity. Replace uh, year one in people's no. minds as like his origin. Uh, and, and you know, actually, we didn't get to talk to Englehart about this, but mm-hmm. Steve Englehart does a little tag onto year one in okay. a separate title around that time yeah. in the same style, and it's really neat to sort of see that continue a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so I'll share that with you. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, year one has definitely been. They're, they're talking about using it for the new Batman movie they're doing mm-hmm. with. Uh, uh, Pattinson, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. But I'm that confuses me because I'm like Batman Begins is basically a shot for shot uh, adaptation of uh, Batman Year One at times. So, at times, yeah. Uh, but anyway, he came back to Dark Knight Returns with Dark Knight Strikes Again, which <laughs> was also a moment, and I could almost say shook the industry in yeah. very weird ways. Nobody knew what to do with it. It's it was a mess. It hap- He was writing it, and then nine eleven happened, and so he definitely changes gears to incorporate a 9-11 like event in the yeah. comic that just is, it goes off the rails it really does i have to tell you there were times that i enjoyed it for its wackiness Me and too. then other times where it's like what are you what are you doing Miller? well i read this so i the one i had was like it was in two it was in two halves oh okay yeah. and so i read the first half and really liked it yeah. and i was like oh that's it's the second half i don't understand why people you yeah. know because it has such a reputation and then i read that second half and i was like whoa yeah okay uh but anyways Things got crazy frank miller came back again to yeah. the dark knight returns universe i th- you think because of the reputation of strikes again i think because of the paycheck Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right, maybe he enough. had maybe he had more to say. I don't know. He he's a crazy guy who uh, the more you learn about him, the less you like him. Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, I don't remember. Wh- I think Last Crusade came first, right? It did. Okay, yeah. so, so this is on your list. Okay, yeah. So I chose Last Crusade. So Last Crusade is really kind of a standalone thing, but it's presented to be a prequel for Dark Knight Returns. A prequel to Dark Knight Returns, and you have Batman 
kind of recognizing his age and 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 slowing down a little bit mm-hmm. you have him dealing with the death of jason todd mm-hmm. and it all just takes place at a time that you don't really do much with in batman's career mm-hmm. you know like that that moment like the original jason right. todd era and and where how batman was kind of transitioning people just don't tend to do that there's not a lot of like trade collection of jason todd era and it's a it's a if you've read those issues, it's just a really kooky time for right. Batman. And I thought that what this book, um, The Last Crusade, is called The Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade, uh, written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, I thought what right. this does so well is captures that time. Because I love those 80s Batman stories. You right. Know? It captures that time and actually does to me smooth out a little bit of the transition from the Batman we know to the Batman that you're seeing in Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I loved it. I thought that it was really good. It's a slim volume, which we have in our collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. And I just, I was a big fan of it. Definitely. Okay. That, yeah, it's, it left me pretty cold. I know uh, it did. Yeah. Which, you know, each of their own, it takes different strokes. Um, I, it, it from, you're better when you say it's very standalone. Cause to me, it just didn't feel like, had anything to do with Dark Knight Returns. I agree. I mean, I think as a whole, I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. I think when you see where Batman is, mm-hmm. it, it's always it's always jarring to me. Like I said, to try to go to that transition. And when you when you look at what Frank Miller does with young Batman in All Star Batman and Robin, which to me is like a garbage pile. Right. You know, it's really like even that doesn't really make sense. So mm-hmm. I I do feel like this kind of is bridging a gap, even though it doesn't really feel like it belongs right. stylistically with with Dark. Night. It might have served uh, the Last Crusade better for at least people like me if he hadn't connected it, and then we were left to guess whether yeah, it was in the universe. That's true. And then we we decided ourselves. If, yeah, if it was just called like Batman: The Last Crusade, yeah, but it's it's called Dark. And then we're Knight, like, oh, yeah. does this fit in? Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, so one book that's on my pick is Batman: The Dark Knight: The Master Race, mm-hmm. which still to me isn't like as important as the dark knight returns but i really i ended up really liking this one it deals a lot with uh krypton coming back candor yeah. so this this is basically the third you yeah. know the third in that run yeah. it closes out like the dark knight it's returns end, saga yeah. you know and it's a big uh bat superman plays a big role in this mm-hmm. um and probably the best light superman's been oh in frank miller's, <laughs> in frank yes. miller's hands no question uh but i really like the stuff with carrie kelly i re- i just really like the end for as dark as the dark knight returns is mm-hmm. uh this has a really hopeful happy ending for batman it does yeah as as much as you can get out of an ending for Batman, yeah. this one left me like, I like this. I think that it... So I actually have this on my list. I uh-huh. just wasn't going to include it because I thought maybe you would. I did. But it's there. Um, I think I think what it does is it still maintains sort of the grittiness of mm-hmm. the Frank Miller Batman. Mm-hmm. And the hope that it gives you, I think, is realistic within yeah. that world. It's not too much. Right. You know, I think it still fits well, even though those aren't right. particularly optimistic yeah. books. Good use of Carrie Kelly, yeah. I think. Who is supposed to get a, a young adult graphic novel written by Frank Miller that they've been happened. talking about for like yeah. years? I don't Carrie know. Kelly's great. I got a Carrie Kelly action figure from me. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fenwick, uh, write that down that I got him a Carrie yeah. Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joshua. Is it really? Is it, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Joshua Crenshaw. Jo- oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's not even close. <laughs> um, I so yeah, I agree with that. I All agree right. with that choice. That's good. Do you know? I haven't read a lot of like the reviews of how well that was received. Do you know? Are people I think enjoying Master the race was going well for a while? I think maybe people were less into it as it went on, but maybe he won him back in the end. I, I don't, don't think that you can ever really successfully yeah. do that kind of thing again. Yeah. 
You Listen, know. I love the dark. I'm I'm as cliche as it can be with Batman fans. I love Batman Year One, and I love The Dark Knight Returns. It's okay, so. man. You do you. Okay, you do you. Uh, I can remember exactly when I was reading The Dark Knight Returns well, because I, would love it if you tell I just me. have to find out when Adult Swim aired The Animatrix. Ah, I was reading it at the same time. Nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, I read it. In, I read the first the, the Dark Knight Returns when I was like a teenager, uh-huh. right out of high school. Somebody mm-hmm. gave it to me, and I was like, No, I don't. This yeah. is not because at that point I was really just like. Silver Age, Bronze Age, kind of bad. You know how much I need. You know how much I need affirmation from. I do sometimes relative strangers. I'm aware. Comic. I went to the comic book store. I there, somebody had done a comic book documentary. I think it might have been uh, PBS. Okay. This was like right as like Spider Man and maybe Hulk were coming yeah, out. Yeah, I've heard of them. They did this whole thing, comics in context or something, and they talked about the Dark Knight Returns and Sandman, Frank Miller's uh, Daredevil. I went in to my comic book store that week and bought The Watchmen. Dark Knight Returns and Volume One of Frank Miller's Daredevil, mm-hmm. and the guy, the comic book store guy, was just like, "Oh, these are some great picks. You're you're in you're in it now." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> that's all I needed." And your life was changed yep. that very day. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what's what's next? You're yeah, next. I've got pick. a couple. All right, all right. Um, all right. I'm gonna do. You know, I'm gonna save that one for the last. Oh, um, not because it's my favorite, just because it's a good end. Okay. I'm going to talk about uh, Batman Rebirth. So I've been going through and, and reading a lot of the Rebirth titles. Uh-huh. Um, the main Batman arc, which we have here, the uh, like I Am Suicide, this is due I Am to Bane, the Batman comics stuff. falling into the Lazarus pit. Yeah, they did, <laughs> and they came back. The main Batman title I wasn't a huge fan of, um, but Batman Detective Comics Volume 1, Rise of the Batman, uh, for a more contemporary choice, I think is a good one. Um, I've always been a fan of the Batman team, which is another place where we differ. I don't think you really care much about. I like a certain era. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't like it getting huge, but I like the current stuff, like with Batwoman and uh, yeah. whatnot. I prefer Oracle over Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Yeah, I'm feeling that as I well. I like Cassandra Kane yeah. as Batgirl. She's yeah. cool. So this this arc is really like a Batman team book. Is that Tim like Drake on the cover? Up. It is Tim Drake. Okay, on the good cover. Robin yep. choice. <laughs> yep, Tim Drake is Red Robin. So th- the team right now is, is this spoiler? Yeah, goodness is uh, so She's it's back. you know Batman Bruce Wayne of course, yeah. um, and then he has uh, Batwoman as his basically his main lieutenant, kind mm-hmm. of shepherding the troops of the younger right. younger crew. You got Tim Drake as Red Robin. You got Stephanie Brown, uh, former Batgirl, as um, spoiler spoiler. You have Cassandra Kane, who was a Batgirl. She's back. As, she is, and I can't remember what her name is oh. in this. Okay. I think maybe it's something like Orphan or something like that. Oh, she is an orphan. I know. And then you have a reformed Clayface mm. like, as part of the team, yeah. which all just works really well. Okay. Like Their powers go really well together. Um, Batgirl kind of leading the charge throws mm. off the regular Batman dynamic, and I right. just thought it's a really good, it's a really good modern mm. take on Batman and how it would work to have a Batman team. Mm-hmm. Quality drops quite a bit in the second issue, mm-hmm. but I think <laughs> as a standalone, Detective Comics Volume 1, Rise of the Batman, is very good. That's by James Tinian IV yes. uh, and others. Uh, he's the main main author on that, yeah. but I'm I'm a fan of this series, and we do have it in the collection, so if you haven't read it, check it out. I liked, uh, as a kid, when the Batman cartoon went over to WB and became the New Adventures uh-huh. of uh, Batman or whatever it's called, yeah. Gotham Knights. I liked his like Nightwing, Batgirl, yeah. Tim Drake, Robin right. combo. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Uh, okay, up next for me I like is that song. Batman Prey mm-hmm. by Doug Moan it? Sorry. No, you say it. I don't know. Doug Monch. Okay. Doug Monch. Uh, so this, technically this is like supposed to take place pretty soon after Batman Year One. It's very 90s. 
the Catwoman is her costume is very '90s and presented in less flattering '90s ways. Mm. There's a character in here whose name I can't remember because it's just stupid in '90s, and you hope he never comes back. He's like leathered up and wearing. Uh, <laughs> he's got like a blade, but then he's also got a shorter <laughs> blade. Um, yeah, Night Scourge. Yeah, Night Scourge. That's oh my funny. god. Uh, uh, but it's also it's Hugo Strange, but it's it's written and it's just so off kilter and so strange and the yeah yeah uh the it's not it's before comics did that like widescreen storytelling with their art where the panels were just the whole page right but it feels kind of widescreen it almost feels like a big blockbuster of the 90s while still staying uh weird and then like the second half has a scarecrow which gets really dark and gross Hmm. but there there's just something about it that kind of uh stuck with me and i really like yeah i've never read this um Nice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's for everyone, but uh, I dug it. Would you say that it's for everyone? Yes. Oh, you would. Now, oh, that, I, okay. now that I'm thinking about it. Cool. Cool. Okay. So yeah, it, this was at a time where I read Strange Apparitions. Yes. I read this. Okay. I read Batman and the Monster Men. I'm like, Hugo Strange was everywhere for me reading for a while. Yeah. So and then I was watching Gotham. Yeah. And there and he is. Hugo Strange. B.D. Wong was just Back. chewing the scene better like than it was ever. Bubble gum. All right. I've got two more. Yeah. I, same. Same here. Wow. Yeah. Batman White Knight, everyone. Oh, wait. No, I don't have two more. By Sean Gordon Murphy. I only have one more. I think you started. Uh, by <gasps> Sean Gordon Murphy. And this is um, this is a more recent, uh, published in 2018. Yeah. Uh, part of DC's Black Label, if I'm right. Yeah. Correct. Who mm-hmm. knows what the Black Label is anymore? Who knows? It's just everything that... DC changes their mind every single day. Yeah. Uh, eight issues. And this is where the Joker basically gets cured. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of... Um, and that sort of... That sort of comes where there's a role reversal, you know, where you have Joker sort of becoming more heroic and Batman losing it a little bit. Losing his mind. And there's a lot, I mean, and I mean a lot of call outs to different eras of Batman. Specifically the animated series. The animated series, yes. But but also Batman and Robin, like you pointed out. Yeah, Yeah, Alfred and Nora Freese have the McGregor syndrome, just like in Batman and Robin. But But there are a lot of things like that. I mean, they they call out specific things that happen to the characters that I'm pretty sure are only in the animated series. I mean, Roxy Rocket is in there. Yeah. And I don't know. She's in the comics too, I think, but I have to imagine <laughs> he read he saw the show and was like, I'm gonna put Roxy Rocket in. I this. would think so. I just think that this really works. This is cool. You know, yeah. and I think that I'm not I'm not a big like my brother, for example, loves the Joker and it's mm-hmm. like any Joker story like he wants to read. Yeah. I don't really need to read a Joker story for anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I like Joker okay. and a Batman story, but I don't need to like read a story about the Joker. So sorry Joaquin Phoenix. But I this to me I thought really just worked mm-hmm. it just worked you know uh-huh. it was cool it was it was kind of a variation on what you might expect that it's about and i just thought it really just like checked all the boxes uh-huh. and it was a lot of fun yeah. you, did you like it yeah i really liked it okay. i thought it was a uh, we we disagreed because i felt it was a bit wordy at times oh no I didn't. Uh, yeah. and eight issues i was like oh, okay i think i started to feel the length I, a little I, bit i'll give you that I'd give you that. But I, uh, no, I really liked it. Shave I, it down a little bit. I sure. had a good time. I've heard talk of a sequel. Is that true? That's still that? happening. Yeah. I don't, that's a mistake. I yeah. Think. I don't think you need more. Uh, this was on my list, uh, but I figured you'd pick it. So that's why I had another well, pick. Oh, well, well, well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely, I think that uh, White Knight feels like one of those ones that's going to go into the modern classics canon. I of think Batman. so. So. What about Batman Damned? I haven't read that yet. Oh, okay. I yeah. started it. I haven't finished yeah. it. But. That's the one where we get to see all of Batman. Yeah. 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 You remember that? If you get the right copy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, that has John Constantine, so I still got to read that. Okay. 
Uh, all right, so my last pick then for a more recent Batman book that I really liked was Batman Earth One, but Volume Two because I did not like Volume One with the Penguin. I yeah, I was unimpressed with that. I don't know that I even read Volume One. Is just it's like an origin story. It's Batman in a different universe, so he's younger. Yeah. Uh, Beware the Batman borrow the animated yeah, series borrows yeah, a lot because Alfred has like a blunderbuss and it's just it did nothing for me. I couldn't tell if they were trying to go for like an ultimate Marvel universe vibe with it, but it just I I just had no no time for it and I didn't like it. But then I picked up uh, Volume Two and it was like a complete turnaround. This one has like Killer Croc. It has um, it has the Riddler as like the main villain, and there was stuff in it I really liked. And like Hugo Strange. This happened at a time where, like, I also read a few other books where the Riddler was specifically Scott Snyder's Zero Year, mm. where like the Riddler was everywhere for my yeah. books. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, he shows up in Batman Hush. Yeah, sometimes. I, <laughs> but I really, I really liked Volume Two of Batman Earth One. It, it was cool. It, it was still that younger vibe, but the story was just better. I think the story and the villains just were a better choice this mm-hmm. time around. So I liked it. I feel like i can't own it because it's a volume two. Oh, but i have to own volume one yeah you would have to own blah. volume one that's okay I maybe the, maybe they'll put on like an omnibus sometime i stuck up my tongue and in them together blah and I, I have not read i licked the mic i've not read episode. superman earth one volume three or batman earth one volume two but i don't read i can yeah. tell you the green lantern earth one was a real dull letdown i wanted to read that but one. i loved wonder woman and teen titans oh, uh, yeah. both of the volume ones of that were great mm-hmm. all right so for my final pick again this is Probably not one that I would put as my favorite Batman story of all time, but I think, you know, contemporary Batman stories, I think it really, it got a lot right, and that is Batman Volume 7, The Wedding by Tom King. Here's where you and I approach this differently. Mm-hmm. I was not religiously reading this title leading up to it. I didn't read any of the, like, it's going to happen, it's no. almost here kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, I actually won this at the ALA conference. Oh, congratulations. So just like this one issue or volume mm-hmm. and I read it and I just thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it's a good uh, there's a there's a Catwoman Joker story that yeah, I thought that's was very just good. great. Yeah. I just really thought that was perfect. They and just, the Booster Gold story? The Booster Gold story is also I, very cool. I'm, yeah. I was still shocked you liked that one. Yeah. Because he is a raving lunatic he in is, that show. He is, but I edge. liked that a yeah. lot. And then of course at the end when you have all the various like you know, classic Batman artists and authors coming mm-hmm. back and doing a panel of yeah, I like that. Batman Catwoman. I just think that like yeah. As a whole, this this deserves, I think, a better presentation than it got, oh. you know, because of that. But I also think a story like this is pretty hard not to end with a letdown. I and that seems to be the yeah. consensus that people. I never believed one way the wedding was going to go on or off. Yeah. Either way, I was just like, if it happens, I'm sure it will break apart. Right. If it doesn't happen, yeah. I'm sure that's probably what will happen. I and just, I think that's a mistake in the buildup of making it seem like it was a real thing and not just sort of using it to tell a specific story. I I guess I just thought the reasoning behind whatever happens would be better. Yeah. And like the, that's the fair. actual like that's fair. story part would be better. It Because the issue of weddings is just letters yeah. two letters yeah. being written and it just it it let me down in terms of just like well uh just that issue really i mean i like the joker catwoman story in yeah. there if if you want to talk about letdowns mm-hmm. i got a preview of um the first volume of catwoman that follows this oh yeah and it was awful i I've, mean it really didn't do anything i've with... come to a understanding that tom king's biggest problem as a writer 
specifically for Batman, isn't his writing, which is quirky and sometimes very annoying and pretentious. Mm -hmm. But it's Tom King himself who will be in interviews and be like, what I'm about to do is going to change Batman forever Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And it's just like, shut up. That's annoying. Write the story. We'll tell you as the fans if this is going to be something we keep or call classic or whatnot. And he's just he's trying to put the cart before the horse sometimes with that. Yeah, that can be a real pain. His like his run. You know, I started the uh, the uh, Ed Brubaker Catwoman and was really loving it. I just kind of got away from it. Have you read any of that? Uh, I don't think so. No, I read his uh, Gotham Central for a little bit. The Darwin Cook like visuals in that are so good. Mm, It's just it's a lot of fun. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one from Tom King, I don't know. I guess I kind of liked. The War of Jokes and Riddles at sometimes, mm, but no, not, not for me. Didn't really love it. It's probably the one I liked the most out of his okay. run, but I don't know. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, I like was... reading it because it's interesting. That was my final one. All right. That, yeah, you want to well, bring us home? No, that. Uh, oh, you, you got you, your final one? I started. One as well. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm back with you now. Uh, how do we feel about uh, Michael Patterson or whatever his name is? Robert, Robert Patterson. Pattinson? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I guess I'm trying to reserve judgment because anytime they've cast a Batman, there's been a lot of like negative backlash. Uh-huh. And I think Bat-lash. that like, aha, that's actually a character. Everybody. And it makes total <laughs> sense, you know, coming off of like Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice, why you'd be like, why the heck would you cast Michael Keaton, right. which is, you know, an unfair rap for yeah. him. And so I'm trying to give Robert Pattinson Robert and Twilight, which you have to say, uh-huh. I'm trying to give that sort of a little room to breathe and see how it's going to go. I mean, I could I could see it. I could see mm-hmm. it working in the right kind of story. The kind of story mm-hmm. they're wanting to tell, I could see it working. I don't know that I would have gone with someone with so much baggage right after going with, with Affleck. Ben Affleck, who's all baggage. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I think they're just right away. Mm-hmm. It's pretty impossible to control the narrative. So either they're like reckless or they're just super confident having mm-hmm. seen what he can do. Right. So I hope it's the latter. All right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's uh, I don't remember. You'd have to tell me how I feel about how I felt about Ben Affleck when it was announced. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I was like I remember being more interested in Affleck directing a Batman movie I than starring in a Batman movie. Uh, Not for nothing. I think his I think if you take every, his cinematic portrayal of batman if you could just isolate moments and not mm-hmm. let it be bogged down with the crappy movie parts mm-hmm. i really liked him as batman and i i would have liked to have seen him do that in a good movie mm. you didn't like it uh, i i guess i just think about the crate going into the guy's head and well, leaving yeah, a blood okay, smear on the all wall. right fine it's, but like, it's just hard for me to detach like what what do, what am i supposed to like about him i don't think it's ben affleck's fault if, well, uh, to agree with you there. And you hate Justice League. I know. But think about, like, for me, that opening scene with Batman, mm-hmm. like on the rooftops, was such a cool Batman scene. Like, more more like you see in the cartoons or the comics than I think you ever have in movies before. Like, I just really liked what they were able to tap into that. So I mm-hmm. think that given Ben Affleck's, like, directing pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, the town and that sort of thing, I would have I had a lot of faith in him to put off a good Batman movie. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I think it's a shame we don't get to see it. What did Matt Reeves do? Don and War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, sure. Yep. I think what okay. you might so know yeah. him from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, Robert Pattinson's a f- pretty good choice. Okay. I think he kind of looks the role. Uh, I'm not thrilled about them saying, like, we're going to be doing a year one because, I mean, we got that with Batman Begins. We mm-hmm. don't really need the origin movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they're doing, like, an Arkham, like, asylum kind yeah. of uh, story, that could be cool. 
So one thing I don't think I'm just looking at some of our listener responses here, which we are don't have the time to do right now. Mm-hmm. But um, somebody mentioned the long Halloween on Facebook. Kendra mentioned the long Halloween. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in the last. I think episode, it was in my top ones. That's another one that I feel like could be cool to be adapted. Yeah. And I've heard some rumors that Matt Reeves is sort of looking at Long Halloween a bit. Like yeah, that started to kind of float around a little bit. So it'd no. be cool if that was true. I haven't heard anything to confirm it. But yeah, it'd be cool. I they originally talked about the Matt Reeves Batman movie being like a kind of standalone, like an Ultimate Batman yeah. movie. Trying to well, I like, like all the, the focus on detective work. Yeah, you know that could be fun. Because they really haven't. Even Christian Bale was no. needing help of everybody. Yeah. I, don't even, I think Ben Affleck was much of the detective. Yeah. It was just like... I feel like Keaton was the most of all. Keaton was actually like doing research. He had a CD stuff, player. You know? yeah. yeah. But he did. You know, yeah, I mean, no, he, he had was, newspapers. Yeah, he was yeah. doing it. So yeah. Eating uh, gazpacho. Yeah. How do you say yeah, that? A super long table with, yeah. with Vicky <laughs> Bale. Yep. So... Anyway, those are some of our uh, favorite, either either recent reads or uh, our new newer publication, mm-hmm. Batman Stories. You can go back into the all the books archives and see some of the older Batman centric issues. We're very excited to release the Steve Englehart interview, which we yeah. did um, late last week. A mm-hmm. um, lot, lot of good, a lot of good facts yeah. in there. So we're excited to have that. So keep an eye out for that on Batman Day, September twenty first. Batman Day. Remember, you can join us for the uh, Year One Book Club on the nineteenth at three o'clock. You can watch the movie Year One. At 3 o'clock on Saturday the 21st. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, not Batman related, but it's History Week here at the oh, Day yeah. Howe Public Library. Yeah. So we'll have exhibitions focusing on Allegheny County history. Mm-hmm. There'll be library tours, stuff in the auditorium every night. It's a packed week, and it's always a lot of fun. We'll showing the dark night. a little night. stressful. No, not oh, during that time. different, different times. A little stressful, but always fun. And we're doing Catcher in the Rye for the Band Books Book Club. So mm-hmm. hope you join us for that so as that's well. A, that's a baseball book. Catcher in the Rye, yeah, yeah, it's about a catcher. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly right. Uh, what about you? Anything you want to mention? Uh, yeah, we'll be having History Week here soon. Okay, sure, sure. So uh, we showed Aladdin, and that was a a big. Uh, that was it a big was, time. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. were excited. I guess nice we were getting phone that. calls from some families like, "You're showing the movie, right?" <laughs> uh, so our next after-school movie, which is going to be October fourth, if you want a heads up, is going to be Spider-Man: oh. Far From Home. Is that okay? we? I think we have to check now with both Sony. And Disney, if Spider-Man's allowed to come, it's, it, divorces are messy. It is, yeah, I know. It's so, hard. and now, yeah, who's going to get Spider-Man? Far and if from one home on says Christmas? no, Spider-Man's running right to the other one. Yeah. And it's just, it's not helping anything. You, it's, it's hard because I think Disney and Sony were happy, but yeah. raising a Spider-Man, yeah. really kind of puts new stresses all on the, a marriage. All like the that. cracks that were always there, yeah. suddenly oh, are so much right. more stressed than right. they were before. It's not Spider-Man's fault, but he did kind of cause it <laughs> if that makes yeah sense. if i might be so bold yeah anyway thank you for tuning in uh next time we're going to be talking to steve Englehart. that's mm-hmm. going to drop the 21st yep. and that's going to do it for the all the book show we'll see you next time mm-hmm.